What's up? Nah, man. Chilling. Shit, now what was you saying about the little Romeo thing? Oh, well, I mean, what you talking about with the Master P, little Romeo situation? Yeah, that was pretty profound. Well, uh, you know, with me, I like to just use this shit as examples to hold up a mirror. Like, Master P and little Romeo are going to be fine. That's the That's the first thing. They have the money for whatever, right? The type of money they have, there's always going to be some sort of unity thing going on because really that's all he has to keep his legacy alive is pretty much his children, primarily little Romeo, right? Like if he wants us to continue. So I know that's going to end up working itself out, but usually black people don't have the type of money where in the end we still have to somehow figure out a unity medium. Yeah. Right. And things have gotten so bad. Think about this, bro. This nigga was little Master P. Yep. He even he he publicly went against his mother for Master P. And I'm pretty sure his mom was just like, Man, my nigga, this nigga that spoiled you, showed you all this. You don't really know you know your dad, but you don't know Percy. I know Percy. Yeah. Right, I remember growing up, my grandma said something to me, real simple, bro. I used to think everybody like loved my grandma. She was fucking always right. My grandma was an awesome woman, bro. Yeah, and she said to me like this. She said, "You only know me to be your grandmother. I'm a bunch of shit to other people." Right where I work at, I'm not nobody's grandma there. I'm just a motherfucker they work with. Right. Yeah. I had a whole life before you came along. Everybody don't like me. And no matter what you think, I'm not what you think I am. I might be your grandmother. Oh, yeah, I'm that. But you don't know me as a woman dog. Right now, yeah. as you grow and develop, you understand certain things and this and that. And OK, whatever. Now, when she told it to me, I was kind of young and didn't really understand what she was saying. Just like the time, same type of shit, I might tell my son. I done told my son shit years ago where he's all like, hey, bro, now I get it. Now I see what you're saying. So with that situation, right, like, like I say, there's a bunch of weird shit going on with black people where we're trying to move into this space where we don't want to be anything we once were. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an example. Okay. I'm gonna give you an example. I was on Facebook, and so I was in this group that was showing all these black photos. Right. All these, I guess, black people in love or whatever. So then it asked the question, "What happened to us?" Right. So I'm looking at the years of this. And I'm thinking like, well, there was already mixed kids. There were already black people who didn't really want to identify as black. We had people who fucked up the community, right? We had pimps. We had drug dealers. We had black people stealing from other black people. But you're showing these photos and trying to weaponize them and make it seem like 
this, what happened to us? Okay, well, I can look at it this way. You know what happened to us? Here's what happened to us. Anybody got welcomed in, right? If you're not black and you do anything black people like, we're good to go. I'm going to tell you what happened. What happened is a white dude from royalty could dress up as a Nazi twice and still be able to marry a black woman. And then black woman criticize the black men who are critical about this dude's image. Right? Here's what happened to us. A black woman with locks will defend a white man who dresses up for Halloween in blackface. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about what happened to us. Like, don't use these black love pictures and try to this been going on with us a long time. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what else done happened. What else done happened is we avoid mirrors. We 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 look in mirrors to get ready, right? We all have the full length mirror to make sure we match up. Yeah, we but like we, we like pictures. We like pictures but hate mirrors. We like pictures but hate mirrors. Yes. Right? And so right now, what's going on, I'm using that as an example, because to me that's a microcosm of what's going on with my people. And you know what, bro? Motherfuckers is gonna be mad at little Romeo. Yeah. For saying it. Now mind you, bro, this dude been around for everything. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. and this is how we have to deal with things now because we're in the digital image. Okay, you're selling this image, you're doing this, this is all the shit you're doing publicly. This is how you making things sane. But when it comes time to critique it. Now we want things to be private. And that'd be amazing to me about my people. We'll put shit on the internet, but let's deal with the critique of it behind closed doors. Well, I can't say nothing on the internet. So, yeah. So what we're talking about to the listeners is a little Romeo Masterpiece son is airing out some stuff. And, um... Lil Bow Wow over there doing the same little thing right now. But Master P... And Lil Romeo having a little public dispute. I don't know if it's contrived or, or if it's, but it's interesting to nah, see. No, what it is is this, my nigga. Okay, so if I got a sibling, and this is what I was like trying to make motherfuckers understand. Yeah. Okay, so I got a sibling. They okay. having mental issues or health, you know, mental health situation. Okay. And something happens to where they lose their life. Now, before you ain't saying nothing about no mental health we're dealing with it in real life and mental health just ain't the concern like that yeah. then then this nigga whose life got played out in front of the screen let let's be real bro like i watched the breakdown with this shit that nigga was like america's pet i'm not even gonna say his name you niggas figure it out who's that they play yeah I, the, the 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 person who got the mental health thing for black men uh bringing attention to it Damn. black men are mental health being fucked up yeah being fucked up now all of a sudden it's well check on your happy friends right and what's amazing is none of us know shit about it yet everybody has came up with the diagnosis like i've seen motherfuckers say 
Well, toxic masculinity. I've seen a man say, well, men aren't killing themselves because they don't want to live. Men are killing themselves because they feel useless. And I'd be thinking like, so with all the problems a black man face, you could feel useless, nigga? Oh, so you talking? You know yeah, we talking about I, DJ Twist. So, yeah, I'm I didn't. About black men. Cause I noticed that too. Everyone's like, check on your, check on. Yeah, I noticed that people were saying like, um, check on your people and all this mental health stuff and and. Hey, Rich. Yeah. I got I got a simple one. If you a black man feeling useless, you know what you should do. What's that? Spit in the wind and find a problem that you know plague black people and dedicate your life to making a difference in it. And I bet you you'll realize how useful you are. You, 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 you can just pick one. You don't got to try to do the shit that we be doing. Oh, no, no. Just pick one thing, bro. Yeah. Just pick one thing that you know plaguing this and say, you know what? I'm going to make it my mission to make a difference, whether it, it could have been mental health. It, it could, whatever it is that is plaguing black people, because it all is poverty, right? To, to me, black people who are doing well, the first, the, the main endeavor they should be trying to get in is financial empowerment of black people because you could do that endeavor and be successful and be a beacon of light. One thing you have is money. You might not have the highest moral set, my nigga. You might not be a RBG minded nigga. You might not be a BOT, BOTG minded motherfucker. But if you got the resources for what we speaking, finances, capital, get up in there. Right. If you are if you a crackhead who done overcame all that, you're the perfect drug counselor. You're the perfect, perfect person to get involved with with awareness and prevention. Uh, if you a motherfucker who done shot motherfuckers, been shot, criminal, tra- you're the perfect person to deal with gun violence and violence prevention. Yeah. Your whole life has been based around violence. Now you want to make a difference and you'll be credible because. People know. Now, there's going to be people, oh, well, how you going? Man, nah, the best people, the best person to put in a pulpit is a person who used to run a street corner. Yeah. That's the best person to put up in there. Right? But, you know, like I was saying, bro, because, you know, I'll be spinning. Man, bro, this is just a microcosm of what goes on with us. And here's what the problem is. Really, here's what the problem is. In the black community, we don't want nobody who we call a name talking if they call us a title. You understand what I just said? Say it again. In the black community, we don't want nobody talking who we call a name or giving a name, but they gave us, but they got to call us a title. What your kids call you? Oh, daddy. What my kids call me? Daddy. Nigga, that's a title because my name ain't my my name ain't your name. Yeah. Your name ain't my name. Yeah. So anybody who we call a name, but they call us a title in the black community. And you know what? I'm saying the black community. The black community is pretty much like every other community. That's how we learn this foolishness. Yeah. 
So, right. So that the what the real issue is is that is Romeo. See, if there was anybody who would never nothing, it's them. It's your kids. It's like, but just imagine my son. You know our relationship. Just imagine if he pops up 10 years later saying all this about me and not him just saying it. You can see the timeline. Every single thing Romeo said is shit we've known and we know it has happened and we know it to be true. Yeah, and my son, I had a little period like that with one of my sons and we got past it. But I, at no time did I ever, like, deny anything he was saying. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was just like, how can we get past it? You know what I'm saying? Like, so we know Master P put that little Romeo money in his pocket. Because a whole lot of people that are commenting and reading this will put the money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. I would dare say take a a poll on like okay if we have no if we have no uh, uh, as black people we have no money anyway. Right. Name a, name a child star who ain't been robbed by their parents is the, is the question. That the, the question shouldn't be the other way around. Did, why did he steal the money? The question is, let's find somebody who ain't got their money stolen. Right, or or find somebody who who hasn't been marginalized or controlled. Yeah, or whatever. Right, like what we dealing with is that this dude's matriarchal bloodline has been severely compromised. Right, and. I understand whatever, like, to me, I would like to think P lost a daughter, right? Like, that's yeah. what I would like to look at. And me, I honestly feel that when my father died, it was more severe for my grandparents than it was for me. That's just what I would like to think. Yeah. But if, if I if I sat around and in my mind witnessed certain things, right? Like, because all we could go off of is what? Romeo saying, but I know how he feels. I've, I, I, I understand what he's saying. I, I've been in these situations, maybe not exactly like him. I don't come from no motherfucking money. I didn't grow up in no mansion. You feel me? Uh, uh, yeah, my grandfather, everybody knew him in the community, but nobody knew this nigga. Yeah, because Romeo, like, Romeo really came from the, from the mud with him because... I when I used to deal with Master P, and a long time ago, in the nineties, they were he didn't have all that money, and Romeo was there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, he's but seen I'm, all I'm, this I'm, shit come down. What I'm saying is this: Yo. even when Master P was broke, yeah, that was more money than most black people had. I tell a nigga like this: yeah. like, you got an active record label. Yeah. And you own everything. All you got to do is liquidate everything. You'll be a millionaire. Yeah. 
Right when you sell all the equipment, all this, you sell the connections. You do all like it's almost like being a drug dealer. Yeah. I got the plug. How much you want, right? So that's what I'm saying. I I, I definitely yeah. know that he didn't have it like that then. But I'll say this, bro. Sure. Think about how young little Romeo was when Master P had that mansion with the $3 million room. Remember Pat Master P had a mansion yeah. with one room that was yeah. $3 million? Yeah. And it was an all-gold room? Yeah. Hey, bro. Like, like at the time, I was like, oh, well, woo, woo, woo. Now I'm, you know, it's like when you when you get older and and you start understanding shit. I, I feel I feel Romeo like nigga, you fought my mom tooth and nail to not get her pay. You tried to control her, this and that, nigga. She built this shit with you. I remember she, nigga, little Romeo's mom was rhyming with Master P. Yeah, I remember he, he had us stay at the house with her as soon as she got popping. As soon as she got popping, he found some other female rappers, and he went. She couldn't be on the records no more. Yeah, they was doing back and forth and everything, like Little Kim and Big. Yeah, and she wasn't even, each she, other's rhymes and shit. Yeah, Sonya C. She wasn't even that bad either. Yeah, she wasn't even that bad. No, she wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, he, yeah, Master P. I mean, you know, I, I relate this on on uh, somebody's YouTube show I was on, and your know, Master P. He, yeah, he definitely about the money, and um, yeah, he does some little funny shit to me, but I'm gonna just not talk about it. But in the industry, so I know what little Romeo's talking about. He's subject to doing some funny shit. He got all the publishing from his artists from No Limit. That's the key thing. So what's to make you think he don't got the publishing from his kid? Let me see. Well, I doubt the kid. Oh, man, you know P, babe. Let me look it up. And now Master P is a person who I met who is probably one of, at the time in the 90s, was the smartest person that I met in the industry that would give you the game for free. Oh yeah, P. I be there. Look, bro. There's no doubt. He's brilliant. Master P would right? tell. Like, Master P would tell you more in thirty minutes than you would learn in a year. But you know the the that. But see, that's what. That's what his son's problem is. He's all like other people who ain't, you know, in the family, you, you treat them right. You give them the correct information. Like with us, nigga, you just sitting around violating us, exploiting us. Like I feel what I feel what he's saying, bro. It's almost like Joe Jackson. The only people who I ever hear say anything bad about Joe Jackson is his kids, bro. Yeah. So there we go. You, hit it you know right what I'm saying? Now, yeah. listen, my thing is this. Mm-hmm. I, maybe maybe one of the kids is lying. Like, I mean, even at, it even got to the point where Catherine was just like, all right, man, like, you're not going to call my kids no liars. I ain't said nothing this whole time. But nah, you're not, you, you know what you did to them kids. Don't, don't call them kids no liars. 
right? Yeah. And so that's my thing. Like, hey, well, you know, Joe got his perspective. I kept him out of jail, right? So that goes to show so, where Joe Jackson probably come from. He probably come from a lineage of niggas who been to prison, didn't really accomplish much, and he's just like, hey, this is what I did. You talk, you call yeah. it an abuse. And here's so, what. So Here's what I did. So the pushback, what I've been hearing on that is that Master P got Romeo in the USC on a scot, you know, to play basketball, and he got him a cot. So after he taught him how to fish, basically, so he don't got a right to come back and address the business, even though you school him in business. But the people expect him not to address the business. And well, in, in entertainment, when you address business, sometimes it's public in order to force a resolution. They, listen, Ken. you let you leverage his his image so you can negotiate what you need to get. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. This is why they even made the little child labor law and acted and all that. Because the silent film dude, I forget his name. I think he ended up being one of the three stooges or he ended up being somebody, bro. He had made a bunch of money, right? He turned 18. Now, back in the day, you know, it would have been like four million. So whatever it would have been back in the 20s or the 30s, he hit 18. His mama done fucked off all his bread and then went to court and said legally under the age of 18, anything that the child earns is the ownership of the parent, right? And that put everything so in the perspective because this is the mentality. Like, we're just now understanding that our children aren't possessions. Yeah. Right? Like, literally what you're... It's like a slave, right? Anything a slave generates is owned by me. I own the property. Until you're a freedman, I own. So if you anything you create, Eli Whitney, da da da, whatever, whatever, all oh, that's my shit. Yeah, that's I, how motherfuckers thought about their kids. Now I'm understanding. I think it's always be like. I think you're supposed to put it in a trust, though. I don't know if it applies to music, but I think in California law, you're supposed to put a certain amount, put the money in the trust and use a certain amount for uh, administration. Hey, bro, I don't know. I don't know how it work. I know this, nigga. When you own the Because Gary Coleman sued and got bread for Yeah, that. but Gary, but Gary Coleman owned 100% of nothing. Like, I want to stay in the parameters, right? If we talking about this particular situation. Yeah. Because I veered off, but that was just to paint the picture of the mentality we had. Right, just like yeah, now yeah. I'm understanding why families were so big back in the day, because anything you earn, as long as you're up under the roof, I can weaponize it and use it to my benefit. Like, bro, it's amazing, bro. If you look it up, we gonna go down the rabbit hole on this too. A lot of black people that own little property and own, you know, this and that, but had large families, seven, eight. 11 kids. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, when them last kids was getting up out of there, they either had to sell and move in with, or, or they was losing that shit because these motherfuckers was literally not able just 
to take care. Like they needed the kids as a source of income. Yeah. These kids was not brought to bring happiness. Yeah. This is what I'm oh, really that's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I was watching something last night where it said one of those MGTOW shows. I can't remember if it was, I think it was uh, Coach Greg Adams. It's like, oh, if she's, no, some dating thing. If she's 40, with a with a, a young child, that's a money kid. <laughs> Man, look, uh, probably. All right, but look though. To yeah. Get back to this, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. P. You got no limit. Okay. He created everything. Like this nigga was pretty much signing artists because they had a hot song. He get on it, make it a single, so he could get a bunch of bread. Right. So you, this is your son. You the name the nigga for. I, I'm pretty sure everything. You probably was his stylist, damn near. Mm-hmm. You probably wrote his raps, bro. Right. So now he wants things to be right on the business end, but there's gonna be niggas to say you should just be happy you're here. Like man, on the real, bro. In the black community, we just really started pushing the idea of black parents have to do more than just say, I brought you in this world in the black community. If your parents actually cared and actually took care, that's a blessing. Yeah. Right. Like think of, think about how we think in the black community. Even look, somebody came on my post and they was talking about, uh, what did they say? What did they exactly say? Oh, they was talking about uh, treating people something. Then they was talking about uh, not listening, right? And uh, the same word that they was using, I forgot what, exactly what they said. I was all like, that's exactly what not listening is. I was all like, see, I saw that. my people, my people, even when we're talking good, we have a sick way of thinking because we're we're a sick people. Oh, we got issues. We we're we're a sick people. Like, bro, we can even go here. I'm about to go way off base. But watch how I bring it home. You watch the celebration, Bo? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't even know. I'm surprised that he coached in it. That's what I'm tripping on. Oh man, bro! Of course he's gonna coach in it because that that was gonna bring more attention to it and drama. Now look, yeah. At the end, they was in overtime. This white player was wide open. Nobody buying. He dropped the pass. Right. So then, I guess after the game, he's just inconsolable, hella crying. I now heard, I, played I heard about that. What was that, bro? That. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. Right, bro. I remember when we lost uh, my junior year in the first round of state. Like, yo, bro, like, niggas was, like, fucked up in the locker room. Right? Now, I understand. I understand we in the age of information. But watch. So... This a white dude at an all black school. This that whatever whatever. He's crying. Yeah. I'm in this group called Rough in the Swag. Rough in the Swag. They've been going hard 
on every nigga for every reason up in there. But they can't conceive of this white boy having to deal with some sort of pushback, some sort of trauma. Right? Yeah. Dion talked to him, nigga. They called in a pastor to come counsel this white boy. Yeah, I seen that. I'm in roughing the swag right now. I see. Right. I seen that, it. That now they all like he getting death threats, and I'm all like, okay, well, because his mom said, because that's what they said. Well, his mom said he's getting death threats, and I'm just like, well, if he's really giving death threats, why don't y'all do like you normally do and go to your mediums? You control the media. You control the narrative. But one thing I also know, you know, black people love white people who love what we love. Yeah. Right? If, a, if a white boy likes big booties, you're in. He he could be like a trailer trash. I don't really like the Confederate flag yeah. where but well, he like big booties. Oh, uh, don't so, let him don't let him dance the rap. The trap bro, music. Don't let him Millie rock. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Hey, bro, I can show you a video right now of a bunch of niggas punk hanging around a white cop in a very, in, in a place where cops kill niggas. But the white boy is doing the little dance challenges and they're loving it. I'm all like, man, so this dude was in the military, probably in a third world African country or whatever, persecuting them. Now he comes to your third world community and he milly rock out and you love him but this nigga could milly rock and get sturdy all day you'll still shoot this nigga oh no see, but see, they're milly rock the they got a milly rocking in africa with the with the with the uh with the little dirty little kids in the hood right exactly you look and, and, and see like i was saying what now think about what romeo said you, you do right by people outside your community. This is the shit that Nilly Fuller Jr. been telling us. Oh, no. This ain't about Romeo and P. No. This is about a sick people who, even when we're successful, we're still sick. Because we're programmed to think a certain way. I'm going to tell you something about black people. We care more about what people not related to us think than the people actually related to us think. Because the people related to us, you're supposed to defend me and protect me. I don't give a fuck what I done did. You protect me. So I don't got to treat you good, nigga. I don't got to treat you right. Who you going to tell? Yeah. I'm sitting here looking. I'm sitting here in the... I'm sitting here looking at this shit you talking about and roughing the swag right now. And yeah. this, And the dude said, this dude's up here... Oh, he's he's consoling this kid, reassuring him that the loss wasn't on him. Is in, yes, it was, nigga. It was on him. Apparently, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, there's timing, and and you and play. You got to make them plays at the end when the plays need to be made. This dude been playing football his whole life. I'm sure this ain't his first time where he felt like, damn. I cost the team. What the problem well, is? Guess who ain't? Is guess who ain't going the through the portal? They, guess who ain't going through the portal with him? Huh? If he if, if he feel that bad, bring him through the portal, the transfer portal with him. Man, look, Dion already done told you. 
I can't get you on the team. See, now the thing is, is this. What did Ye say? See, we about to rabbit hole, too. Oh, another thing. I talked to Deontay Damper. Remember, uh, remember we did the expose on Black Lives Matter Seattle? Yeah. He's an insider. He, he's ready. He's ready to tell his story. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I, I've been trying to con. This is why I've been trying to contact you. Bro, this is what we do. I got all type of shit lined up with niggas ready to spill the beans, bro. Ooh. See, me, see, see, me, you, the, the Dr. Hood Network, motherfuckers know we're the last of the Mohicans of motherfuckers who's real, just, who's just keeping it 100% yeah. all the way. In the town. Where, where we're not picking favorites. Yeah. Right? Because I told Deontay, before you come on, you need to listen to the show that me and uh, my man Rich did. Because that way you could have an idea of the perspective we're going to have. I was all like, because me, I said Black Lives Seattle, Black Lives Matter Seattle was frauds from the beginning. Yeah. I'm not necessarily calling you a fraud, but... So yeah, we gonna we gonna get back into that. But look, back to the dude though. So he been playing football his whole life, knowing the ups and downs of it, whatever. And when it comes to white folks, we always try to remix the rules. We yeah. always try to, hey bro, whenever a black player does something that costs the team, it don't really matter what it is. You know, but you know why he did it? Because he went over to the Colorado and a bunch of white players over there and said, "You dig? You guys need to transfer." That that white boy shouldn't have even been in the game at that point. This is this is a this is a HBCU. It's the celebration ball. You need to be throwing the ball to the dudes who you know is gonna make it happen for you. Well, you know what he That's did. What he he did like uh, he did like uh, Coach Pete did Russell in the Super Bowl when he threw instead of passing the Marsh, uh, uh, handing off to Marshawn. Yeah, well, look. At the end of the day, right? We all know what football is. I even when I used to coach, I used to tell players. Anybody who plays football, you're not in your right mind anyway. Yeah. Seriously, like, if you play football, if your if your parent make you play, okay, I'll give you. But but y'all who want to play and you want to go through the levels and the chambers of doing this shit year in and year out, the ups and downs, you know. But the good thing about it is. You get to experience real life lessons that end up not really being real. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a game. Yeah. And and it, and it does mean something, but it's a game, King. It's a game, bro. And, and that's the beauty of the game that you could practice life through this game. But if you're not strong, you'll take this shit too far. Yeah, because it, it it reveals every emotion possible, right? A lot of times, before a young man ever falls in love, he has competition. He know that there's always that for him to prove and 
right? See, that prepares you for a family. But this is how you acting over a drop patch. Ooh, oh. Right? Because you, because let's be honest, you probably haven't been through nothing. Did, and if this is the worst. You know what's going to happen, bro? I could already see this shit lining up. Dion yeah, is going to yell at the wrong one. It's like when you work a job sometimes and and you're like, say you're like the union delegate on a job, on a union job, and they're like, but you're causing management a lot of problems because you call them on their shit. And they're like, we man, you're very astute. You should be a supervisor. Then they go be uh-huh. a supervisor, then they get rid of them. I, I'm, he got to produce at Colorado. That's all I'm going to say. I said on the last show, but he's going to have to produce because he's going over there treating them, treating them white boys over there like he's treating um, the black boys that he did at Jackson State. It ain't going to go well. He's going to learn. You know what I'm saying? Now he should well, he mean, should have handled he should have handled this this boy that dropped the ball like anybody else. If it would have been a black boy dropping the ball, you think he'd be doing that? Only reason. I mean, hey man, look, I'm gonna say like this. I would like to think he would. You're the coach, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, okay. No, I, I've he, always said this, and I remember I used to get into arguments with other coaches because they would say shit like. I'm not here to be a babysitter. The fuck you're not, nigga. You're absolutely here to be a babysitter. And you're here to be a mentor. And you're here to be the villain. And you're here to be the hero. And you're the good God. And you're the bad God. And you're the beginning. And you're the end all. You're the cause. You're the blame. You're the solution. You're yeah. the problem. You're the fucking coach. Yeah. Nigga. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> sometimes people get in these situations... And I always say the important shit don't come with, it might come with a conduct handbook. You'll never find a handbook to tell you how to be a coach. It might tell you how to coach. Here's the drills. Here, uh, uh, have a time schedule. Break it down. Here's the responsibilities. But how do I coach, though? Okay, how about this? How do I use... <clears throat> right, how am I able to get in somebody's head and connect with them? Yeah. Emotional intelligence. Where's the book? Where's the book for that? And I can guarantee you, there ain't no book for every situation because coaching at Jackson State is going to be different than coaching at Colorado. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. Move to Florida State, that's going to be a different culture. You're going to deal with different kids from different backgrounds and. <clears throat> different scenarios and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that this is my whole point. You got this situation when you should be able to pretty much talk to this kid and just be like, man, listen, I can't get over it for you. What I will tell you is that if this is the worst that can happen to you in life, I want the life you're about to have. Yeah. Right, because hey, bro, I hate to tell you, 
this is nothing. Yeah. Right? Okay, we, we lost the game. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, you feel bad. Cool. I'm not telling you feel great later. What I'm telling you, oh, bro, you're going to have something to cry about for real. You're going to have some shit to get over for real. Yeah. See, uh, them other players, they got kids there who lost their mom early. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they got kids there playing for that team whose brother got murdered in front of them. Yeah. Right? Yes, we lost this game. It hurts. We wanted this. We wanted the attention on us. Uh, Whatever, whatever. But, man, at the end of the day, bro, it's a gang, King. Yeah. And that's what I was saying from the beginning with the prom shit. When we was acting, woo, woo, woo. Yo, bro, it's a kid's game that niggas is getting paid to play or participate in. I don't give a fuck if you, if you overpay or <clears throat> under, what, however we look at it, right? Anybody that coaches college ball, you don't even work a real job, King. Yeah. You get paid to play a kid's game. And you know what? You could always be a part of it no matter how good you are or you're not. If you have a halfway decent name about you or yeah. if you're connected, you'll always have a job. Yeah. Everybody who worked for Rick Pitino, buying them kids prostitutes and all like that. Yo, bro, these dudes still have jobs. Dave Provost still got a job, bro. You could look up some of these scandals that these dudes have been involved in and what they've been a part of. They still had jobs. Bobby, uh, uh, Bobby Knight choked a player on camera. He still got jobs. Yeah. Right? So when we talking about this game, this shit is really curated. And, you know, I mean, it's only serious like that to the people who don't pay their bills. Right? Yeah, See, yeah. Just like, like this dude, obviously, you don't really understand what football is and what it entails and what the bottom line is, man. The bottom line is that this shit is entertainment, dog. And you got big hats and you got small hats. I don't. I won't even call you a small hat, bro. You're like a player. Yeah. You do. Do you even have an NIL deal? <laughs> right. And then. And then. Look. You got. You got them motherfucking niggas at roughing the sweat, talking about his mom said he received death threats. Okay. Well, all I know is this: I ain't never seen where you could give a white boy death threats over football and the white media not pick it up and report it yeah. but these is white people if they got if they got the power to get black black boys pulled out their homes in the middle of the night and murdered and all like that just because i said he looked at me did it well of course a white woman could say hey my my son's receiving death threats we believe everything white people say only time we don't believe them is that there's ocular proof to show you lying or if you're donald trump if, if you a white boy we don't like well we won't believe anything you say bro i'm, I'm looking at this shit in the they got this dude. They got a pastor in there, praying. I just said they brought the pastor. I know. Counseling nigga. Praying with the boy next to him. He was inconsolable for hours. Just say. People. People don't realize that these are still college kids trying to get an education. 
God, God had me there to minister to this young man's pain and pray for him. So, but ain't nobody ministering to nothing else. Look, I mean, you know what, bro? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they done had the the minister come in and whatever, whatever before. But you, you see, you, you, you see how special they're treating this situation. And and like I said, you could go because I'm commenting in the group. I don't give a fuck if I went to a a a. a uh, HBCU or not, nigga. I'm pro. I'm more pro black than any of you niggas. Yeah. Just because you niggas went to a goddamn HBCU, that don't mean shit, nigga. What the fuck you niggas doing in the community? You, you man, you niggas sitting around talking about roughing the swag, and you defending the oh little zaddy. Oh, man, this is football, dog. Mm. This is football, and I tell you what, if he would have caught that shit. You niggas would have made, he gave him a trophy. You would have been loving it. Da, da, da. Like, He'd be in Colorado. Even, even, even that, that was strategic to put him in that situation at that time. In that moment, this dude, man, bro, pull his name up and look up his stats. I'm not going to say nothing. And yeah. then you tell me Let if me that's see. who you throw to in that situation in the championship. That's why I said it might be Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. Let me look. What's his number? He ain't got it. What's his name? Hold up. Yeah, they got the boy name set. This minister put it up on his whole page. Oh, Hayden. Let's see. Hayden Jackson's huh? Hey. Then Jackson State. Oh damn! I ain't had to put up his whole. I ain't had to put nothing up. Six four, two thirty six pounds, tight end. He's a good size. Okay, let's see his stats. Okay, stats. Hayden is that him? Hayden Hagler. Let's see. Let's see. Sulphur, Louisiana. Man, are you crazy? He's only had two catches. The whole hey, listen. See, he this had, is what I like to do, bro. He had I, two. I want the listeners. I, just, just let me talk to the listeners just for one second. Listeners, here's what I just like to do. I be knowing this stuff. I like for it to be pulled up in real time. I don't want to lead nobody. You know how we do, Rich. Nah, man, I'm not going to lead nobody. I'm going to just tell you what it is. Now you can pick it up and you can tell me what you saw. Uh, go ahead and tell tell us what you read, sir. Tell us what you so, read. Okay. So for some reason, okay, he didn't play in. in so hold on. He's been there since 2020. He had two catches in 2020 and 2000, 2022. He had no catches in 2021. He had his last catch was September 4th against FAMU when uh, Jackson State beat him 59 and three, and he had one catch for two yards. Hey, so why would he be getting that opportunity in that situation? Now think about this, bro. It's called the Celebration Bowl, bro. Do you know? what that would have did 
for his image and his Twitter or his Instagram. Like, bro, this dude, this dude would have probably got an NIL deal. Like, bro, all that shit. So you're the white dude, the Celebration Bowl, the HBCU. Like, I see it, man. I understand what we doing here, man. This shit is all theater. Wow, that was optic. That was a that was an optic throw, huh? <clears throat> yeah, man. Hey, let me see the catch. Let me see. That's the trick. Yeah, like, see, they mad at. Like I said, they mad at me in the group because I said he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have even been in the game to get that pass right there. Like, what had no like. That's not that. Now's not the time. Oh, here we go, right here. Oh my lord! Bro, why are, why are you throwing it to him right now, man? Bro, that was, bro, that was a, he, how can you, pay, I, that's humanly impossible to drop that pass. And, but, but here's the thing. No, even if you drop the pass, you can double up and, and go down and catch it. I mean, I don't get it. Nobody's supposed to say anything. Listen, bro. This shit's so ridiculous that they're even referring to him as a jit. And you know what a jit is, right? What's that? It's a little black kid. Right? Like, okay. that, like that, that, you know, that's down south slang for little kid, like, uh, you you know it depends on where you are, right? If you in Detroit, jit is a dance. If you a Detroit nigga down south, they call jits kids, but it only be black, right? Like no one calls kids jits except black people from down south, bro. A motherfucker, he got invited to the barbecue where they said leave the jit alone. I said the jit. I said, oh my god. This is fucking crazy. Oh my God. This is fucking crazy. Because I'm thinking, I'm all like, I bet none of you niggas even went to high school with, what the fuck is going on with you niggas? Oh man, this is special. Oh man, bro, I'm telling you, hey bro, they got, you better leave that white boy alone. Man. You better not say nothing. Look, I'm, that's a little suspect, bro. Man, look, bro. Why are you even in the game right now? Man, hold on. I got to see like, this play again. Thing, it would be one thing if this was some McConkey-ass white boy. You, I don't know if you know him, McConkey on Georgia. That boy got hands. <laughs> right? It would be one thing if he was, man, come on, man. Like, no. Put, put Travis Hunter... Line him up, line him up next to a tight end, and have him run a stutter out. Yep, 
Wow, dude. Yep. And then, you know, his son, I've been said this. Because now we're getting into a whole nother thing, but fuck it, this is what we do. His son's a really good player. But when you talking about quarterback, when you talking about college and really at the top, man, I'm I'm watching it. I'm all like, man, bro, them ain't pack twelve balls that you're throwing. Well, Shador. Yeah, Shador. I'm all like, man, honestly, bro. Yeah, man. I'm looking at the pass. My son. I'm keeping the pass was cool, but his body positioning wasn't wasn't correct. It wasn't like. When my son was in high school, still playing football, he threw balls like that. Like, now, now, this dude's in college. Yo, bro, like, my 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 son could throw balls like that in, in high school. Now, yeah. this dude been a quarterback yeah. his whole life. Hey, man, listen, bro. In the, and when you get to the Pac-12, them defenders is going to hey. be faster. They're going to be stronger. It's going to be better game planning. And them passes that's hanging in the air, oh, them DBs is going to get those, bro. Oh, they're going to go get those, bro. Hey. Yeah, we're going to – um, I got to do something real quick. We'll, All we'll, right, bro, bro. We'll finish this later. Okay. Okay, man. Politico.com. Yeah.